Greetings, everybody. This is David Avocado Wolf, and we are gearing up for our Longevity Now Conference. www.thelongevitynowconference.com. All the details are there. We're right there, so this is it. It's coming up in just a few days, September 30th through October 2nd, 2016. And this is going to be our greatest event of all time. A couple thousand people coming in from around the world. We're going to be joined by all kinds of incredible speakers, doctors, researchers. Dr. Joel Furman will be with us. Vim Hoff, the Iceman of 20 World Records, will be with us. John Gray, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, old friend of mine and an amazing public speaker. He's going to be there. He's got a great talk on hormones lined up. Joseph McClendon, another amazing guy. I've known him for years through Tony Robbins. Um, he's going to be joining us. Dr. Joseph Mercola is coming, an incredible health researcher. What can you say about Dr. Mercola? Thank God for Dr. Mercola. Dr. Pedram Terzai will be with us. Jim Quick will be talking to us about memory. But today, we have somebody really amazing with us. He's a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, he's an NMD in Phoenix, Arizona. He's in, so he's a naturopathic medical doctor, NMD. He specializes in natural endocrinology. <laughs> and uh, this person is Dr. Alan Christensen. Welcome, Dr. Alan Christensen. How are you? Hey, David. I'm doing great. Really glad to be here with you. Let's talk about some of your books. You, you've got the, I think your latest book is The Adrenal Reset Diet. Am I right mm-hmm. about that? Yep. Yep, for sure. And yeah. I wanted to jump into that a little bit. I want to talk about adrenal exhaustion. I want to talk about thyroid. There's so much confusion on both of those, but yet so many diagnoses of those. Let's just jump right into it. Talk to us about the adrenal reset diet and what, what, what we can take from what you've learned in your career. You know, life throws stuff at all of us and we either, we either bounce or we splat. You know, the modern world has more factors that push us out of balance than any time in the past. We don't have good food. We've got synthetic chemicals. We've got, you know, computers and electronics around us constantly. And, and these are the larger factors that go behind chronic disease. You know, whether we're, stressed and upset or whether we're resilient and thriving. And I showed in the in the reset diet in a study that the book was based upon that really simple strategies that your listeners and your attendees can act on in the first few days can completely shift their whole state of balance back to a good way. Give us a little teaser on that. What are some of the key things if I feel like I'm adrenally exhausted, what what do I need to be concerned about? What should I do immediately? One of the mm-hmm. biggest things to do immediately is to get right with light. <laughs> you know, we. I've never heard our, that one before. That was good. Get right with light. That's the first <laughs> time I heard that. I'm, I'm going to take that one. That was, that was first time great. I heard it too. <laughs> but yeah, our brains have this cycle of being awake and being asleep. And when that cycle is good, we have uh, good brain health, good mental function, very little chronic disease. We can lose weight when we need to. But when that daily cycle is thrown off, none of those things work well. And the first thing that really cues us to be in our daily cycle is more is morning sunlight is something like sunlight or a light intensity like it when we first wake up interesting so does that mean let's say i get up a lot of times in the morning i'll get up really early and i'll be i'll be you know it's kind of kind of cool where i live so i'll jump in the sauna and then i'll go out and try to get that first rays of light the sun gaze are you into sun gazing is that what you mean or you just mean just getting out into the light and getting natural light on your body you know, that totally works. And you're, it's actually more about, in this context at least, it's more about your eyes than it is about the skin. You can even be outdoors somewhere in the shade, and still the light intensity is beyond anything that ever would be indoors. So, yeah, they talk about lux or units of light intensity, and outdoors on a mm-hmm. cloudy day, it's going to be, you know, over over 2,000 times light intensity that it is in a television studio, where it's like the brightest indoor light imaginable. 
and our brains really wow. need that to know where the cycle's at. That's very, that's amazing. I never heard that before. So let's talk about lux. So mm-hmm. lux is a measure of light intensity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then always, I would imagine, the sun is your best source of light intensity. But what about the moon? Well, that's the thing. You, if you're if you're indoors, and there are some times to where, based upon where you live and what time you wake up and what time the sun rises, that sunlight is not an option in the morning. In those cases, thankfully, the price point has really plummeted for light boxes. There's great ones that emit 10,000 lux of light, and you can find those for $50, $100 nowadays. So if sunlight is not an option within your first hour of waking, then you want a light box just on the table where you're reading or having your breakfast or you know doing doing your journaling or whatnot but that'll that'll give a similar benefit so the magic window is your first hour of being awake okay let's talk about a light box i've, ne- I've never heard of that is that like um is that something you get into like a, one of those vitamin d light box things mm, good, good point to clarify yeah so you're not you don't even have to get inside of it they're just they're basically very high-powered lamps that put out a more complete wavelength that's more similar to sunlight and the better units stand up and they emit the light from above. So they've got stands that elevate them by, you know, three, four feet. And you'd put that on a desk or on a counter and your brain even knows which direction the light's coming from. So when that light is coming from above and reflected back to you, that works differently than if you have that lamp straight on or coming up from above. But that can give you that same benefit to metabolism, immunity, repair of nerve cells, you know, greater detoxification pathways, better gene expression, all those things. And the magic window, that, that first hour, you want to get a half an hour of exposure to sunlight or something like it. So a half hour of total exposure within the first hour of being awake. And it's one of the biggest needle movers for your health. That's interesting. And it's, it, it, again, you don't have to be in direct sunlight. You just have to be outside. You don't have to be bronzing in your Speedos. <laughs> you can just be out, outdoors even in a shaded area. So it's just the, the light intensity. It's pretty wild, but our brains adapt to such different ranges of light. Like you could walk around on match light in a closet and see where you're going, but that's many orders of magnitude lower of light intensity. And we we don't really get that it's time to start our whole daily cycle without that sunlight cue, and we now lack that. Even being in a, a room that's all windows on a sunny day, you don't get that same light intensity. You don't get it when you're in the car. It's only being outside or with a special high-intensity light. Okay, well, let's let's say I'm going out. I'm getting the light. What else should I be thinking about with adrenal exhaustion and all this? These very weird stressors we have on us that you mentioned. All the Wi-Fi, the cell phones, the the toxicity in our environment. What else should I be concerned about? What else? What's a good other first step? You know, there's there's always a certain number of things that come into us, and so the trick is to make sure that as much as is possible is really leaving our bodies. And the difficulty about a lot of the toxins, like the ones you mentioned, is that we try to send them out through our liver into our intestinal tract. And if it worked well, we would poop them out, not to be graphic. But the, the problem is that a lot of these chemicals, they reabsorb before they leave in our stool. They come right back into our bloodstream. So that's where maximizing the chlorophyll in our diet and maximizing the intake of good superfoods can make it to where more of those wastes stay trapped in the colon and don't reabsorb right back in the bloodstream. Uh, liquid chlorophyll is great. Chlorella is wonderful. All the food sources of greens, like organic spinach, work great that way. But the greener, the greener your stool is, the cleaner your brain is, and the less waste will actually build up inside of your brain. This, this is something that's so important, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a focus. Just so you know, for me at the at the conference, and I imagine you're going to get into it too. 
Um, so maybe we can we can tag team this one, and that's the whole science of detoxification. Yeah. Which, as far as I can tell, is is beating every nutrient at this point. It's more important to detoxify than it is even to nourish for for people who are already reasonably health conscious. Um, well, yeah, obviously, we're very malnourished. We we have to get nourished first. But let's talk about that a little bit. What do you, what can you tell us about other aspects of detoxification? Well, this is so bizarre, and this one really blew blew my mind looking at the research. So everyone talks about all the rotten things that happen when your body is being chased by a tiger, like those really obvious stressors that, you know, are so apparent. But that's the insidious secret is that things like BPA, you know, plastic derivatives, things like dioxin, things like lead, which uh, actually lead, there's less of it being released, but the effects that it have can linger for three or four generations after exposure on our gene expression. But, but these things, they act in our bodies just like that chasing tiger does. So they shift our output of cortisol and cortisone, and they shift our gene expression relative to epinephrine and norepinephrine in ways that would be identical to us being under ongoing trauma. And that's that's why it is their effects are so so harmful. And my guess is is that causes us. I mean, the stress hormones hormones cause like a cascading inflammatory response that never really gets shut off. But I would also suggest that maybe it causes to tighten up you know, to have more of an acidic metabolism and not be able to release those wastes and toxins in our environment that get into our body? Completely. The body's in a state of continual retox to where more is being absorbed and more is being brought in. And all the mechanisms, all the little carts, the little mining carts that ideally would be grabbing these things and pulling them out, they get shut down. And here's why. You know, your body, when it's under a state of just heightened stressors like that, uh, you'd love to, to break down and digest and do repair and maintenance but you're just putting all your resources into this immediate thing that you're facing. So it's all about just triaging and, you know, short-term spending. And it's, it's all about taking away all the efforts you'd put into repair and maintenance. And that's what this heightened load of chemical burdens, chronic stressors, that's what this does. And, and the adrenal glands, when they can no longer buffer against all that, that's when disease sets in. And before it's overt disease, it's, it's brain fog, it's low metabolism, it's you know, poor hair, skin, and nails. It's a lot of the nuisance symptoms. Then it comes on to shorten the lifespan and do all the rest. And thankfully, now we can reverse that. This is something I'm sure you see quite frequently, you know, in your practice. It's probably why you wrote the book. How prevalent, just even in your area, your knowledge, is adrenal fatigue? What's happening, you know, out there in the world? Because a lot of us, we don't really see the whole picture. But when you're a physician, you, you get more of a, of a feel for what's happening underneath. So I'm, a, I'm an endocrinologist. I'm a hormone doctor. And I focused on thyroid disease and adrenal disorder. This program was brought to you by TheBestDayEver.com. Thanks for listening.